Hello, friends. My name is Brittany, and this is the Capture the Chaos podcast. Right now, your photography business probably looks like confetti on the floor after a birthday session. A bit of a mess. In this podcast, we talk about how you can be more productive and organized in your business in order to have success without burnout. We focus on growing your business in the most sustainable way so you can focus on the parts of your life that matter most. I am so excited to welcome Destiny to the show. Destiny Tillery is a Mississippi homeschool mama of three, award-winning newborn photographer, business coach, and host of the IPS Made Easy Photography Podcast. She teaches photographers to grow their business through in-person sales, money mindset, marketing, and time-saving strategies. She believes that profitability is directly tied to service and has found IPS to be the catalyst by which she and her students serve their clients at the highest level. Destiny can often be heard talking about how in-person sales doesn't have to be scary or salesy and truly wants all portrait photographers to ditch the fear and be wildly successful so they can enjoy sustainable business for years to come. When she's not teaching her kids, coaching students, or snuggling newborns, you can find her pulling a wagon of gear on a ball field somewhere, tending her beehives, or planning her family's next adventures. Hi, Destiny. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Hi there. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's exciting to be on your show. Okay, first of all, beehives? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's always something that I wanted to do. And um, now that I have a little bit more time on my hands, uh, I decided to go for it. So last year, I started with one hive and I had a a great mentor who told me exactly what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And like kind of coached me through every little step. And um, yeah, so now I have three. And in June, we'll have a really big honey harvest. And it's a lot more fun than it might seem. No, it sounds like really cool. Um, I like this whole, I really, I really kind of like secretly or not so secretly. I'll tell everyone who listens, kind of like want to live on a farm, but like not a farm, more like a, like a sustainable, like I want a garden. I want some chickens. I mean, maybe I want a beehive. I don't know. I just, all of that sounds really fun. Um, Yeah. And that's how it started. I was like, well, I want to want to be, I want to live on a homestead, you know, but I'm not really ready to go off grid. Yeah. So um, it's kind of a hybrid. I call it my micro homestead. Micro homestead. Are are you like in the city of Mississippi? Is it like, I know Mississippi's not a city, so don't come at me. Um, Like, are you in a city in Mississippi? (laughs) Uh, I am inside of the city limits in a city in, in, uh, it's Brandon, Mississippi. It's a suburb of Jackson in central Mississippi. And, uh, but we have several acres and we're not near our neighbors and stuff. I love that journey for you. Okay. So I'm really excited to talk about IPS, which is in-person sales. For anyone who doesn't know, it's not something I have any experience in. And I know a lot of people say it's like 100% the way to go. And I also know there's a lot of fears and objections around it as a business model. What do you like? What do you love about IPS so much? Well, I love that you can really serve your clients. It's not like a quick turnaround, fast food type of and I'm not, I don't mean that to be derogatory to anybody who does that, but I don't want it to seem like I'm ever rushing through and just to get more, you know, for me, it's always about the, the quality over quantity. And it hasn't always been that way. You know, when I got started 14 years ago, I just like everyone else, you get started and you think, oh, well, I'm going to have so much time, right? You're going to have so much time and, 
You're going to uh, really pour into your family and you're going to help your family out by having this little side hustle or like a little extra money. Right. And then it just sort of evolves. And then before you know it, you've developed these amazing skills. You're taking incredible photos and your friends and family are taking notice. They're referring you. You're getting more. And it's hard to say no. Right. You're like, uh, yeah, because you don't want to say no to money. Hello. (laughs) But then you're doing these things to improve your craft, as did I. And then you get so swelled in your calendar. It just gets overwhelming where you literally have no time to do anything but shoot, sleep, maybe try to take care of your family a little bit and edit. And that's where I found myself. And I was so frustrated because there's no one in that in 2009, when I started, there was no one to really help me. There was, I reached out to several photographers, but back then it wasn't like this where there's podcasts that were like yours and like mine, where we can really pour in our knowledge to other newbies, you know? And so I would ask these people and they would be like ghosting before there was a ghost, like before there was even ghosting, you know, there was like, no tight lipped. We're not willing to help me at all. And I was so frustrated. And so I decided that I really wanted to do things differently, but I didn't know how I was, you know, taking the photos and had this all-inclusive model, the sales model, but it just wasn't serving me well. And so I guess the long answer to answer your question is I needed a way to be able to um, to make a higher income because no matter how hard I worked, I really wasn't getting ahead. And that was heartbreaking because my family was paying the price for that, you know, and my husband, my kids. And so by doing this, I was able to then when I say this, I moved into an IPS model, an in-person sales model. And all that means is you take the photos, you prepare them, and you meet with your clients in person. We get so far away from that now with so many things like Zoom and you know online communications and stuff like this. But getting back to the human connection, it's really where it's at. In fact, it was the only way that you could order photos back in the day. There was no other option. So it's like we we went away from it for a while when all things digital was super cool. It was new. And, you know, it's my goal to like get everybody back to it because you really can take your business to a brand new level whenever you're willing to sit down and to present your photos to your clients. You get to see them ooh and ah over them. You get to, you know, explain things where instead of going, back and forth for a week via email, answering questions. And by then their, their excitement is maybe dwindled a little bit. And I love it so much because I get to see my client's reaction. I get to really help them experience photography in a brand new way and not just uh, eyes off, except for just during the session, you know, like I want them to be able to touch the things that they're going to you know, order. And even if they order digitals, I sell digital still. And it's, it's totally fine. It doesn't mean that I can't be in-person sales and it doesn't mean that your audience couldn't be either, but it just means that you're just willing to sit down and really develop a uh, relationship, a deeper relationship. So that is why I like it. The relationships and serving my clients at a higher level and the profitability. Yeah. There's so much that I want to say to that, but the first thing I want to say is I say this all the time, To have a successful business, it boils down to one thing, building that relationship with your client and then just treating them well. Like you will have a successful business 
more or less <laughs> if you treat them like humans you know what i mean okay. like that's that's the number one thing for marketing you just treat them like a human treat them like your friend and i think that ips is a really great way to serve your clients like that and like you said there is a higher price tag because this is my take on it and you can kind of tell me what you think about it so when you're doing just digitals and you just say okay here's 100 digital images that i took and maybe you charge $200 which I'm going to go say that's a low uh, price point. I know some people are like, $200, I wish I could charge that much. But I'm going to say that's low. Um, And then they're not necessarily happy with all the images. Or then they come back and they're like, oh, did you get this image? Oh, you know, I'm not. And there just tends to be a lot more complaints about it. And they're just not valuing the photos at $200 like they would at $2,000 when they got 10 images. Whatever, I don't know, whatever your price points are. You know what I mean? So it tends to be more appreciated when you have this one higher ticket and two more of appreciation for what you're doing and when you have like that one one one-on-one connection and that's kind of what i see ips as is just like people who value they want to take the time to sit down with you and go through their photos and they don't want just some turn and burn photos real quick yeah that's exactly right i mean you're definitely going to attract a different type of clientele. And this is not to say that, oh, I don't, I don't want to just attract or market to um, affluent people or just, you know, just the the people that make a whole lot of money. You know, I really want to still, because that's a common concern as an objection that I hear a lot is they don't want to be um, seen as untouchable or unrelatable to uh, the market and the people around them. And that's not what I mean. When I mean by attracting a different type of clientele, I'm talking about the ones that actually value photography, Mm -hmm. not the ones that make more, the ones that place a higher value on photography. And it has nothing to do with how much they make. It has everything to do with how much they value it and how much they're willing to perhaps save for it. They may not have it as their disposable income, you know, uh, two to $5,000 for photography every single week or month. But if they are saving up at the beginning of their pregnancy for newborn photos, or if they are saving in the spring for fall photos for their family, then that's what they're going to do. And that's what I mean by a different type of clientele. Yeah. They didn't just wake up and be like, you know, I need some, some cheap photos. I want, I just need one good photo. <laughs> okay, right. I'll give you one. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a few times. I know you have too. Yeah. I just need a few. Well, I don't do just one photo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can. You want to pay $500 for one photo? That's fine. Uh, I will say something else real quick, too. You mentioned something about 100 photos. Okay, so if you are an all-inclusive, no matter what your price is, if you deliver that many photos, I want you to take that number of photos and divide it, okay? Like, divide it by the amount that you're charging because the amount, the value of every photo will diminish with every additional photo you deliver or you present, Mm -hmm. not present, but one that you deliver. So if you want to keep, you know, you want to keep the value of your work at a higher level, then you don't want to just give away everything. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm not necessarily against doing an all-inclusive package. Um, I I think there's a time and a place for it, but I think you should charge for it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you're going to do that, you need to be charging whatever, like you said, each photo, like divide it into like a hundred photos to, you know, however many dollars that dollar number should be 
it needs to right. equal proportionate. Equal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Proportionate to to what your your work is. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be two hundred dollars for a hundred photos. It should be mm-hmm. a lot more money for that. Um it's hard. I really hate talking about like getting specific on prices because someone right. who's like in a smaller town might have a harder time charging the bigger right. dollars and vice versa. But um definitely I think overall generally photographers just don't charge enough in the industry um i see that a lot even when they're so good i'm like you could charge more you could charge more you know this and they're like well i don't you know i don't want to lose clients i'm like so you want to do more work for less money that's what you want to do okay okay right and you know what i found too is that and it's really it's really um it's an eye-opener whenever you think about it but there's only so much when you're talking about all-inclusive you can charge more if, you know, you, you have more, you know, you've got more clientele, you've got more referrals, you've got uh, beautiful work and your website reflects all the things and everything is just perfect and polished and beautiful. And your social media is on point, all the things. However, there's still going to be a ceiling as to how much that you can charge sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because they're saying, okay, I'm going to do the, I'm going to pay you this amount for all inclusive, but there's still only so much that your place. What I'm saying is there's a ceiling, there's a ceiling on that. There's a cap. And yep. so um, I just like to encourage people just to, if you're going to, even if your clients want all digital, don't cap it, you know, give them the option of ordering more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So here's been one of, I've always kind of like been intrigued by the idea of IPS, but I'm just now getting out of that little tiny baby phase in my life. Like my youngest is now four. She's in school three days a week. My life is getting a lot more glorious and a lot more free. Except lately, all of my kids have been waking up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, why do I have three newborns right now? This is not supposed to be happening. But that part aside, I'm starting to just get like a little bit freer. And this is getting to be a more intriguing idea for me. But talk to me about when I was that mom with those little kids. Like, how can I take time away from my family again to go and do this in-person sales? Like what's the benefit of that? Totally. I have, I have three kids. My oldest right now is 16 and my two younger ones are both nine. Uh, So we adopted while I was pregnant. So they're only four months apart. And so I completely know I have a hundred percent been there with two, basically two newborns doing this thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, that boundaries are going to be your best friend. <laughs> That's how you do it. You do it by choosing certain days of the week that you're going to work and certain days of the week that you're going to meet with your clients. And I'll give you a very big tip on how you can do this. And this is completely revolutionary in my business is stacking your appointments. That's it. Along with your, your sales appointments, and your shooting appointments, your sessions, you stack them all in one day or one time. So right now, for me, I shoot newborn sessions still, probably one every week or one every two weeks. And what I'll do is if I have a a sales appointment or view and order appointment to have, I'll either do it before that session or after that session. And that way, it's just a three to four hour gap. And I've already had a view and order appointment. So it's basically payday for me. And I've set myself up for another payday two weeks from then. So that is how you do it. You just, that way you, you only have to arrange childcare 
one time or two times or three times, depending on how many days of the week or how many hours that you're available in your schedule to work. Okay. What if I don't have like a studio for people to come to? Where do you, where do you meet them? what do you do? Perfect. So there's a lot of options. And if you don't have a studio, you can use that client's home. You can meet at a library. Libraries all the time have little extra rooms that you can meet in. If it's after hours, you can meet at a coffee shop, Starbucks. I have literally toted in my samples, the smaller versions of, and then some larger ones, samples into a coffee shop and presented from an iPad or from a laptop. And it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it can be, it literally is just two parties coming together to look at a thing, to look at some pricing, look at some samples. In fact, it's probably even better if you do meet in your client's home, if they're willing. And if you are, that way you can take stock of the real estate they have in their on their walls, right? Like what space do they have available? And then you can offer solutions for something that maybe they really want. Maybe they were going to try to put a five by seven or eight by 10 on a massive 10 foot by 12 foot wall or something like this. And you're like, whoa, you know, your wall is really going to swallow this photo up. And then they're like, yeah, I can really see that. So, I mean, there's a lot of different options. Another one would be like um, a conference room and, you know, maybe, you know, a professional in the area. I know in my city, there is little rental spots, like a co-working rental space that you can meet. It's very professional, looks very clean and neat and nice. And yeah, there's lots of options. I like like those options. I also like the idea of going into their home, especially I'm a lifestyle newborn photographer. So I'm already going in their home once. I can kind of also like look around and be like, all right, Mm -hmm. I know what we're going to do here. And then you're the professional in this situation whenever you're talking to your clients. And so they, they probably don't print photos all the time and and take photos and know like what's going to look good printed out, but you do. And so you're kind of like holding their hand, right? And like saying, okay, this is going to look really good here. This is, I don't really remember where I was going at that, but it kind of goes well, in. I mean, they trust you. Yeah. They trust you as the professional and you specifically and anybody else who is a lifestyle photographer, you've already built such a strong rapport because you're in their home. You're holding their babies, their most precious, you know, things they have, their family inside of their sacred safe space in their home. So if you are going there again, it's like your old friend, you know, they're just welcoming you into their home and you have such an advantage over uh, a portrait photographer who has never been in their home. So what would you say if, if someone was thinking like, Oh, I don't want to be salesy with it. You know, I don't like, I don't like that. I feel icky doing it. Like what, what would you say to that person? Yeah, that one, you just think, you know what? I am serving them. I'm not selling them anything they don't want. I'm asking questions and I am finding solutions. So you ask questions and you allow them to tell you what it is that they want. If they say, oh, well, I, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I, you know, I was just calling about digitals and you're like, perfect. Okay. Well, how would you like to display your photos? And they're like, wow, I never really thought about it. Um, well, I might, you know, do, you know, a little picture in the nursery or I might put a family picture in the den and you're like, okay, great. Awesome. You know, well, I'll, let me show you some, let me show you some samples of what I have that 
would go good here. Let's look at, maybe you can show me a picture of that room. Or if you don't see a photo, you can just show them different sizes and you can say, okay, this is that one that you're talking about. Let me show you about, about the size of this wall. Let me, you know, let's, let's look at some solutions. And before you know it, they're like, well, that's it's really not going to work right there. Is it? And I'm like, no, it probably wouldn't work or, or yes, that's going to work. Or, you know, what would look really good is like a quad right here where you've got four or you've got one big one, two smaller ones on the side or whatever, you know, you've, you're able to really dialogue and have a discussion about it. And it's nothing that needs to be, you have to be scared of because you're not begging for a sale. You're offering them an opportunity to display their beautiful photos, their family. Okay. And they are so excited to do this. And I'm going to tell you what, after doing this for this many years now, people are happy to do this. They are more satisfied when they get their things to put on their walls and to their albums to set on the coffee table to look through and they they share them with their families and all this. Even the dads, you know, the husbands who are like super like white knuckle in their wallet and they're like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to spend this on photography. Let me go buy some new tires for my truck. <laughs> you know, they uh <laughs> they're the first one. Like, that's a small town. That's a small town thing right there. Or you know, like a southern thing. Right. So, or, you know, a, some hunting gear or something like that. <laughs> you're, um, you're, you can tell, you can tell that you're in the South. They got the tires for my truck and we got the hunting gear. Like, I don't know what, what the, what the city boys want, but uh, that's just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, other references. It could be anything. It could no, be no. new golf clubs. It could be baseball cards. It could be, because th- let's face it, all of men's hobbies, they're all very expensive yes. and it's yeah. I'm not talking on the husbands because they, you know, they're awesome too, but they it don't hurts. mind spending the money on those things. But when it comes to photography, it's usually the moms. But what the point I was making is even the dads are the ones that are like showing off their photos. The first ones to like, look at these, you know, they're so excited. They're happy. And you, and you want to bring them. It's not just the moms or just the women. You want to bring in both parties into the view and order appointment because you want them both to make these decisions and to get excited about it. And whenever you present their photos and they see a slideshow, it doesn't feel salesy at all. They've already been presented your, your pricing several times before then, because you've already prepped them really well and even talked about it. So it's not any kind of big mystery or anything. It's just your, Hey, let's meet together so you can see your pictures. Well, you're also solving a problem for them. And that problem is getting their photos off of their hard drive (laughs) and living out in the world because I am notorious for not printing my own photos because I'm so busy working on other people's stuff that I'm like, I don't even take my own photos most of the time. Um, So I have to actually hire another photographer to take my photos because otherwise it won't happen. Um, And you know what? My family photos from the fall are still on my hard drive. So <laughs> you're solving that problem that's, for them that's relatable. By, by doing this and you're getting them to like, actually, I mean, I have frames ready to have photos in them. I just need to do it. But if someone else did it for me, it'd probably happen. <laughs> right. If it's already done and ready to go hang on the wall with the hangers and everything on the back, then it's not everybody wants to DIY. I mean, really, I think we think that they do. Yeah. But it's just because that's what they've been conditioned to ask. What's your, what's your pricing? What's your availability? That's all they know to ask. And they only know to ask what your digitals are because they don't know anything different mm-hmm. because, you know, most of millennials and then, you know, even now, like, I feel like whenever I first started newborn photography, I was pretty much in the same season of life as all the new moms, you know, and I, I turned 40 this past year and like now all the moms are much younger and so, <laughs> so much older, but like with this 
generation of new parents right now, they don't know anything different, but digitals. So it's like, we're having to do this whole re-education of what's possible with their photography, their photos. And I'll say this one thing. I know you got a, a burning question coming right up, but the idea of antiquation with technology, who can print from a floppy disk from when I was a kid? Nobody, because no one has a computer anymore that you can put a floppy disk in, yeah, right? I can't, even, I can't even print from a CD anymore. Oh, or a CD. Yeah, 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 a CD. It was a CD. That, that was where the whole burn came from anyway, the shoot and burn, because that was like the first. Burn it. Yeah, it was the burn on the CDs. And so that was like the first, you know, generation of people that would even do that because that was the new technology then. And so that's where that term came from. But what's next? Next was the USB flash drive, which is something that I still use. However, I've got this brand new laptop that I just bought a month ago. And guess what it doesn't have? No USB port. I have a USB port. I can't so, even yeah. I can't even plug my poor my poor microphone into my in my laptop. I have to get like a special Same. adapter. Yeah. Uh, but Same talk, here. I mean, this is off topic, but talk about antiquated technology. We still have a VHS player because my husband's nostalgic yeah. like that. And then what like and then those uh yeah <laughs> it doesn't work very well though and then um we also have like an old nintendo play like one of the original nintendo players like nice. so we we do have like random things like that but most people don't most people don't right i know uh, we do my wedding video is on vhs so my kids are like can we watch that tape thing whatever you said it was what is that big <laughs> box mom i don't know uh, so I mean, it's it's important to get them off digital anyway. And even if you had them saved on a cloud, because people could say, well, I have a download, you know, I've downloaded them here and there and I have them on a cloud, but I mean, what? and then what? Yes, that's good. It's, there's a place for that. And you, you know, you need them for memory preservation for that reason. And in case something, there was a fire or a flood or something like this, but Really and truly, how often are you going to say, hey, come look at my kids' newborn pictures or my kids' first birthday pictures. Let's stand around the computer and look through. I mean, nobody's going to do that. They're like, look at this beautiful album. And they're like touching it and feeling it. And it's tangible and they're enjoying it. And I can't tell you how many times my kids look through their own albums. Like, looked at this and touched it and everything. And so... My kids get their newborn, their first, I, I call it, it's a first year album and um, their first year album out and they look at it all the time and they look at each other's and like, oh my gosh, look at them when they were a baby. And then I also try to do a whole yearly family album and I'm two years behind now. So I got to catch up on that, but the kids love it. They love it. And it's not on the computer. They do like my phone, but I mean, I don't keep it on my phone, all these photos on my phone, keep them on a cloud somewhere where that's hard to access, but I can't just go and pull it up at any time. And, but the books are always there and the books are really useful. So my next question for you is if someone was like, okay, I think I want to do this whole IPS thing. How do they step into this? Like, what's the first thing that you would suggest they do? So the first thing is to meet with their clients, get familiar with it. If they are absolutely terrified about changing their prices, if if you're listening out there in the audience and you are actually thinking about maybe doing this and you're like you want to make money and you want to have more time and margin in your life. And you're like, I am just so afraid of rejection. I'm so afraid of what my peers are going to think about my pricing, or I'm going to, I'm, I'm a fear that my, my clients are going to look at their pictures and hate them and then just storm out of the door, you know, whatever. That's never going to happen. Like that does not happen. It's all in our heads. It's just fear lying to us. But if that is you and you're like, I just need to take the, the first right step. What I would say 
is to just get a little bit more comfortable is meet with your clients. If you're doing all inclusive right now, then just meet with your clients in person. Even if all you do at the end is hand them a bag with a flash drive in it and a download link that you email them right after the appointment, after, you know, even if they have already prepaid you, whatever, you have a special gift for them. You want to meet with them. You are doing something new. And as a favor, you'd like for them to come see them in person. And when you present it to them with the emotion that they, that you see from them and them, it's like, um, a cycle of excitement Mm -hmm. and it will fuel you to give you some momentum to do the next thing. And I would say the next thing is to decide what you might be interested in selling, look at some products, maybe order some samples, maybe do it and don't even tell your clients yet. You're just kind of behind the scenes doing things all the while you're still meeting with your clients, presenting it to them, seeing their reactions, getting excited, maybe take a selfie, put it on your social, whatever, and then let them be on their merry way. When you are ready and you feel like ready, well, I shouldn't say when you're ready because you may never be <laughs> never be ready. <laughs> you may you may just have to rip the band-aid off and just say, you know what? I am not willing to sacrifice the time with my family or my husband in the evenings anymore to sit in this freaking chair to edit any one more minute without getting properly compensated for it. I'm going to figure out how to do this and I'm going to do it well so that I can serve my clients, have ridiculously loyal clients and happy ones, even more happy than they ever were. So I'm going to figure this out. So the next thing would be is to get your pricing in order, get your pricing in order, and then, then just dive in. So right now I am doing soft proof galleries and I just do it digitally. I Mm -hmm. theoretically, I could just say, Hey, instead of doing it via email this time, we're going to meet in person and pick out your proofs. We're just going to do it this way. And maybe I do it with a client who's been around. Like, I'm just trying it out. I just want to see what it's like. And um, not to brag, but my clients love me. So they're probably going to do that for me, especially if I'm like, I'll buy you coffee. Um, yeah. That would be an easy way to kind of like ease into it. I think for me, at least, because I am very intrigued by this. I'm very stubborn as well. So I, it, it takes me a long time to make decisions on doing new things, but I think I want to do it. Okay. Okay. Destiny, yeah, consistent. girl, do it, do it, do it. Uh, so how do you sell your photos? You said self-proof. You do I online? Do self-proof. Um, I send them the gallery with a watermark on it and they pick their favorite, however many the package calls for. And then I come back, I finish editing them because I don't like to edit photos that they're not okay. going to pick. Yeah, um, got it. However, <laughs> today um, I actually had to get onto a Zoom call with a client because I got an email first thing this morning that's we're not happy with our proofs. And I was like, oh, great. Uh-oh. So I cried a little bit. <laughs> so I didn't sleep much last night. So I cried a little bit. So I'm like, I haven't gotten a complaint in a really long time. And then I was like, okay, it's fine. I emailed her back. Hey, let's hop on a Zoom call and let's talk about it. Most of those things that she had were things that if we were talking face-to-face, like whenever I was talking to her on Zoom, those concerns were gone away. Like, oh, I can edit that little thing out. Oh, here's a different photo that maybe you would like better. You know, all of that, that little cry fest that I had to have this morning in order to deal with my client would not have happened if I would have met with her in person. So Yes, because in, in what I do, and whenever I sit down with my clients, I tell them on the front end, hey, uh, we're going to watch this slideshow video and uh, you, you can 
enjoy your photos, sit back and enjoy them. But hey, look, I want to let you know, I fully edited about four or five so that you can see exactly what they're going to look like. Uh, all the other ones have been just lightly edited a little bit. So if you happen to see a scratch mark, flakes, manila, you know, baby acne, if you see, you know, a hair out of place, don't worry, I'm going to get it on all the ones that you order. And they're like, oh, cool. I've never had one single person worry about it after that. Like it's so much better, right? Whenever you can set the expectations on and the front. And you're saying it in person and not just through words because what happened was she goes, she came back and read the email again that I sent um, the soft proof email. She goes, oh, I saw that you said you can edit these things out and I feel better about that. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, like, like I already said that, but th that doesn't mean she read it. She's sleep right. deprived. But if I'm telling her face to face, then yeah. she's probably going to register a little bit more with it because people just don't like to read, you know, matter yeah. of fact. So it's something else I wanted to mention uh, also, I know that a lot of people that listen into this may think, well, uh, I don't do shoot and burn anyway. I'm not all inclusive. This is the way I do it. I do it online. I put my photos on, uh, you know, on a gallery and they choose their package and then they can, you can upsell on their own without pressure, without anything like that on their own. Okay. The only thing I would say about that, and it's a big only is how many outstanding galleries do you have? Like how many times do you have to email your clients and say, are you going to place your order? Are you going to, you know, like you're begging your clients for an order. At one point I did try this at one time early on and I had like 10 or 12, maybe even 15 outstanding galleries. And you just cannot pay the bills that way. You yeah. can't anticipate when your payday is going to be, and you never want it to be on the negative. You know, you don't have to be like chasing them down for an order because then the exchange of value diminishes like that. And so whenever you're begging them for an order, or if you say, I'm going to penalize you $50, if you don't have it in by this certain day, mm -hmm. then that that's puts so you at sort of like a master thing. And that's just not, it's icky. It doesn't feel good at all. You know, and you don't ever want to continue a relationship by charging somebody a penalty. That's not going to work. So that model for me was, it was not a good fit. I've been doing this way for a really long time. And in the season of life that I was in at that moment, I just wasn't like yeah. ready to take that jump. It was fine. Yeah. You know? But there is a lot more benefit to doing IPS. And I know that <laughs> I really do. I really see that. And I've seen it for a while. So like I said, I'm stubborn. It takes me a while to do things. People don't be like Brittany. Be more like destiny. Well, okay. we just need no, no, Brittany. We just need to hear things over and over and over. We just need to like hear it sometimes and be like, how can this work for me? And you're really working it out in your mind and in your schedule with your family. Like, okay, how, how would this work? And what would I need to change? And what would be the first thing I need to do? And like, let's figure this out. And so that's okay. I mean, sometimes you just need to hear it a lot of times. And then hear it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I like your, your method of stacking things together. So yeah. Do you have any other things that you want to share that you are, you know, burning a hole in your heart right now that you want to share with people? Do you, how can they get in touch with you? How can they follow you? Tell us anything that you want to tell us right now. Okay. Okay. So I will say this when it comes to going head in to anything that you want to do, there's going to be resistance, right? It's the little head that says, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Why would you charge more than you would pay for photography yourself? What are your parents going to say? What is your husband going to say? What are your friends going to think whenever they no longer can afford you? All these things are going in your head and you're like, well, I'll just play small. Don't do that. Don't be like that person. And you need to step out. You need to really think about, I know that there's like this, it's 
kind of worn down, but your why, you really have to go back to your why and think about why it is that you even started doing this. Why did you start photography? Why do you want your own schedule? What is it that you wanted to do? Do you want to have the time to sit down and play a board game with your child, put a puzzle together or color with them without the looming deadline of a gallery that's due over your shoulder? Because you know that if you spend time with your kids or if you watch a show with your husband, then you're going to have to stay up until one o'clock at night in the middle of the night to finish a deadline, to finish these edits. And that doesn't serve your marriage and it doesn't serve you because then you can't pour back into your own self-care. You don't get the sleep you need. I mean, it's just so many things. So think about, go back to that. And you're like, wow, is the fear really that big? Because when you think about all the benefits, you're going to have more money. So you mean, means you have to shoot less. Um, you have, uh, you have more loyal clients that will spend more and be happier because of it whenever you do. And you attract a client that won't complain and nitpick every single thing. And, you know, it's just so much better. So I would just implore you to just dive in. Figure out what you need to figure out. If you want to DIY this, do it. If you need a mentor or coach, find one. I'm on, I'm absolutely willing to help you. I have ipsmadeeasy.com, destinytilleryeducation.com. You can find me on all the socials at ipsmadeeasy and Destiny Tillery. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me. And I just really hope that you will continue working toward your dreams because now that you have built your business and you have created these beautiful photos and made these amazing connections with your clients. What is the next right step? I love that. That's beautiful. And I'm going to link all of those links in the show notes for everybody. Um, and I really, I just appreciate you so much for sharing this knowledge with us and not gatekeeping. Like it kind of happened for us when we were getting into photography where no one wanted to share anything with us. Cause man, that was hard. So thank you so yeah. much. And um, I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Thank you.